Wins today for a cameo during election year. Of course, he'll, you know, if he wins the election, I'm sure he'll be back uh, on a regular basis starting in the winter. But, you know, it all depends on what happens on election day. And Senator Eric Brakey joins us now. Good to see you, man. How are you? I'm doing well, Matt. It's good to be back on the program. It's, it's been a been a few months. It has been a few months. It went from every month to you know you announced your uh, you announced your uh, your reelection campaign, and and that was that. So you know laws and rules and life and what have you. So what um what have you been finding out on the campaign trail with folks uh, as you've I I assume uh, knocking as many doors as humanly possible once again. Well, absolutely. You know, it's it's actually something I really enjoy having the opportunity to do. You know, when I first ran two years ago, I, I knocked on close to 8,000 doors. Uh, and this go around, I'm knocking on thousands of doors all over again. And it's really a great opportunity to connect with people one-on-one, hear what their individual concerns are. Uh, in some cases, you know, people have specific uh, issues or, or problems they're having with state government that I can try to help uh, help fix on a one-on-one basis. Sometimes people bring up, you know, uh, much larger issues that you know our ideas for legislation uh when when we get back in january but it's it's a really great opportunity to connect with people one-on-one why are you why are you uh, why do you feel you're one of maine's most independent state senators you know it's something that i've really prided myself on you know john f kennedy once told us let us not seek the republican answer or the democratic answer but the right answer and that's really been my uh my guiding you know philosophy and, and motto as i've been as I've been uh, serving in the state Senate these last two years. You know, I, I don't think we see enough of that attitude in, in Augusta. You know, when I, first got, uh, when I first got elected, someone took me aside, and this was the best piece of advice that was given to me. Said, you know, Eric, when you get there on day one, you're going to look around at the state Senate. You're going to look at the institution, the history. You're going to look at the people you serve with. And then you're going to look at yourself, and you're going to ask yourself, how in the world did I get here? But then after a few days and you settle in and you really get to know <laughs> your colleagues in the, in the legislature, uh, you're going to take one more look around. You're going to look at the, the legislature. You're going to look at the institution. You're going to look at your colleagues and you're going to say, how in the world did these people get here? <laughs> and it's, it's, it's funny, uh, but it's also sadly a little true. And, you know, there, there are I lot- do that and I'm not even in Augusta, <laughs> Eric, so that's fine. I totally, yeah, yeah I, I can totally get that. Well. Wow. And there's some great there's some great people up there, but but there are some trends that I I don't like seeing. You know, I, I'm proud of the fact that I read every single bill before I vote on it. Uh, I think that's kind of one of the basic expect, expectations. You know, before we vote on something that's going to uh, potentially affect everyone's life in Maine, we should at least read the bill and know what's in it. Um, wait, but, wait! I thought you were supposed to pass it to find out what's in it. Is that what? Oh no! <laughs> well, I know that was, that's that how they some, do things in Washington. That's how they do things in D.C. I'm sorry, yeah. I get confused. But. Um, but I, I see a lot of people who, who don't read the bills, who go, simply go to party leadership. And this happens on both sides of the aisle, unfortunately. I'm not pointing fingers here. But, this, but they go to party leadership. They ask party leadership what's in the bill and what the party line is. And then they vote accordingly. And I think that's why we see a lot of you know, votes where you'll have Republicans on one side, Democrats on the other. Uh, and you know, I think the simple fact that I read the bills, that I have my own principles of limited government, personal liberty, uh, fiscal responsibility, uh, and I judge every every bill based on that not whether it's a democrat bill or republican bill but whether you know whether it's good policy for the people and that's why you'll see that some days i'm you know i'm voting and i'm arguing alongside the republicans some days i'm voting and arguing alongside the democrats some days i'm i'm all by myself and i think that both parties have it wrong uh, but i think that's what we should be doing we should be willing to we should be willing to stand up on on our own principles 
our own convictions and, and stand up for our constituents, not just tote a party line or, and do kind of what party leadership or, or special interests tell us to do. Eric Brakey is running for re-election for state Senate. We will have more for him on the way. This has been paid for and authorized by Brakey for Senate, of course. It's 813, 43 degrees. i got to make sure I do the disclosure, I guess, coming out of each one. Mains Big Z. Always online at MainsBigZ.com. Senator Eric Brakey is in. Absentee ballots are available now, so if you do. It's weird. I feel like I'm pitching a special absentee ballots available now, but they are available at your local town office. Um, so you can a lot of I know in the news today, Lewiston is already taking uh, uh, has polling places set up for that for uh, for uh, absentee balloting. So, yeah, stop by your town office and do that whole thing or help your friends out who need to get that done. So I actually got a mailer yesterday from Senator Brakey that was sent out that had the form for the absentee ballots on it. So I think a lot of folks find that useful. Always trying to be uh, of service to my constituents. Always, man. always good. I thought all this time you guys were trying to keep me from voting. That's what I keep hearing. I know it's <laughs> weird. Um, let's talk a little bit about welfare reform and the social safety net. You've done a lot of work on welfare reform over the last couple of years. I heard your latest commercial, and that was kind of a focus again. How much work needs to be done on it to to get it to where you you'd like to see it be? You know, I think it really is a matter of priorities. You know, as the Senate chairman for the Health and Human Services Committee, I've been in a really unique situation to be uh, really advocating for reform for our welfare programs. And when it comes to our priorities in the social safety net, I think we need to ask, who should we be taking care of first? You know, in my view, we need to be focusing our social safety net programs on our most vulnerable, uh, making sure we have adequate services for our seniors, for those with severe intellectual disabilities. You know, really those people who are in a situation through no fault of their own where they can't be self-sufficient because they don't have the access to their full physical or mental capacities. Um, uh, and instead we've seen huge wait lists for services for those with intellectual disabilities. We've seen um, that our senior services have been short-funded. Short Thankfully, we've been able to, um, to shore up some of those some of those programs these last two years but not not enough in my estimation uh, we need to do more there uh, but then but the way we do that is we really need to be looking at uh, where we are prioritizing other people first where we're prioritizing uh, able-bodied adults who are capable of work where we're prioritizing uh, non-citizens who've never uh, you know who haven't who are new to Maine and haven't paid into the system you know there so some of the reforms that we've managed to to Put in place the last couple of years that I'm really proud of are things like uh, prohibiting uh, prohibiting welfare dollars from being spent on things like alcohol, cigarettes, and lottery tickets. I think that we can all agree, for the most part, uh, we should all be able to agree that you know this is not how our tax dollars are supposed to be spent. Uh, this is not what welfare programs are supposed to be doing. Uh, it's it's not supposed to be paying for people's for people's addictions to alcohol or cigarettes uh, or gambling. Um, we have been, uh, you know, I was happy to sponsor legislation, putting in some, some stricter penalties for people who are caught uh, defrauding local general assistance programs, you know, requiring that, you know, hey, if you're caught committing fraud, that you need to pay back those benefits before you can, uh, before you can qualify for benefits again. And I'm particularly proud of a reform that went in place to the, uh, the food stamp program. You know, this is something that the governor pushed, which would require that able-bodied adults without dependents, uh, if, if they are on the food stamp program for more than three months, that they need to be working or volunteering or in some kind of job training program for a minimum number of hours a week. 
And we've seen that a year after that reform went into place, the average income for young able-bodied adults without dependents who were affected by that change in the program, on average, their income increased by over 100% in a year's time. And I think that really goes to show, you know, when you give people a little push in these programs, people who are capable of doing more to take care of themselves, when you give them a little push, they can do a lot more. And we need to be really continuing to focus our programs on doing that. We are talking with Senator Eric Brake. He's running for re-election. We'll have more with him on the way. It's Maine's Big Z, 825, 43 degrees. Better variety, Maine's Big Z. Always online at Maine's Big Z. Dot com. Senator Eric Brakey is running for re-election. They haven't changed the district this year, right? It's still the same district as always. Still, still the same. They change it every ten years, and we just did it two years ago. So right. we're good for we're, we're uh, good. Good for another eight years. Good for another. All right. Always double checking. You never know. I didn't. You know. Well, they annexed the small piece of Auburn, and it's part. You know, I didn't want anything like that. Like you know. <laughs> well, you never know. You never, never know. Well, I, I read a thing the other day where somebody from Gray wants to like leave and go to Raymond or something. So you know, you never know when that that sort of thing happens. Some cranky group of neighbors is like, "Hey, I want out." You hey, know, more power to them. Right. You know exactly. That's exactly how it should be. Um, lower taxes. Um, it's getting real expensive to live here. We can talk about all the things that, that you know we've been talking about and everything else, but when it comes right down to it, I'm an old man. I like to vote with my wallet, and uh, I really don't feel like sending any more of my money to Augusta than I have to. Um, I assume lower taxes is on your agenda as well. Yeah, you know, this is something that, you know, I'm proud of the fact that my first two years there in the Senate, I've never voted for a tax increase. Uh, when tax increases have come up, I've consistently, I've consistently voted no and suggested that as we need to fund priorities, we should be looking at places in the budget um, to, to, to find uh, spending that's not as much of a priority and to, sh and to shift funds. Because right now here in Maine, we are already one of the highest tax states in the nation. And we look at and we wonder why uh, we have such trouble attracting job creators to our state. We wonder why our young people are, are leaving the moment they graduate school we wonder why and i think we all know we all know folks who are uh, you know retired at you know it seems like any 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 retired folks with two pennies to rub together are are in florida for six months in a day to avoid the taxes here you know these are tend to be people who invest in their communities uh, i want those people here i want those jobs here i want our young people here and it the one of the biggest obstacles for us is our incredibly high tax burden you know, here in Maine, one out of every $10 that, that Mainers earn goes to state or local government. And that's on top of the two out of every $10 that goes to, that goes to the federal government. So 30% of everything that Maine people earn is going to government. And we've seen over the last six years, every time we cut taxes, we actually end up with a budget surplus at the end of the year. Uh, I think it really goes to the point that we are an overtaxed state. And when you raise taxes, you don't actually always necessarily raise tax revenue uh, because sometimes raising taxes can have such a, a harmful effect on the economy, the economy of the state, that you see less economic activity. And I think that's why as we've lowered taxes, we've ended up with budget surpluses. When we, we're so overtaxed here in Maine, when we lower taxes, we give more breathing room for the economy, the Maine economy, to grow, expand, for people to create jobs and economic opportunity. And uh, I think we need to keep going in that direction. Uh, we need to, we need to 
be bringing this burden down so that Maine people can be empowered again to create to create jobs, create economic opportunities for themselves, and make Maine a better place to live, work, and raise a family. We are talking with Senator Eric Brakey. He is running for re-election for state Senate. We will have more on the way with him. One more segment coming up. 844, 45 degrees, Maine's Big Z. Always online at MainsBigZ.com. Senator Eric Brakey is running for re-election. We've been talking about some of the things he'd like to do if he gets re-elected. Uh, I know senior services and education are, are big pieces of the things that you're looking at. Um, let's talk about senior services first and then slide into education. Uh, well, sure. You know, one of the things I'm really happy about, and we talked about this a little bit when we were talking about welfare reform and the social safety net, is we have underfunded our senior services here in the state. Uh, we've had nursing homes that have closed down. We have had assisted living centers that have been on the verge of closing down. And home-based care services have, for our seniors have had trouble of, uh, attracting quality employees because they can only pay the uh, about what you could make flipping burgers at, Mc, at McDonald's. So we've actually uh, identified, and this was a bipartisan effort, we identified $4 million in additional funding for home-based care services. Uh, we've been trying to do more to fund our nursing homes and our assisted living centers. And uh, um, it's a step in the right direction, but we need to do a lot more. Uh, unfortunately, I think that there's still a lot of resistance to um, shifting funds away from lesser priorities that special interests clamor for. You know, we could fully fund some of these these items if we if we were willing to you know roll up our sleeves and make some tough tough choices on on you know welfare for for uh, non-citizens and maybe shifting funds from that to support our seniors. But um, but we may have made some steps in the right direction, and there's a we still have more more to do. It certainly is. Uh, also uh, helped to secure state funding for construction of a new Edward Little High School in Auburn, which has been on everybody's mind for quite a while here in the area. Yeah, that's very exciting news for Auburn. Uh, you know, I will say I, I certainly have uh, appreciated being in a role to be able to help advocate for that. Uh, but but in, in, this really has been a, a huge team effort. You know, I've seen, you know, uh, Mayor Jonathan Labonte, Superintendent Katie Grondin, uh, they've been huge advocates for this for far longer than I've even been in an elected office. And when you go back and you look at the work that, uh, you know, advocates, uh, both past and, and, and present members of the Auburn School Committee and the Auburn uh, City Council have been advocating for this for a long time as well. So I'm glad that we were able to, uh, we're really finally getting some some movement forward there. And I, I, I know the estimate is in, in five to seven years, we'll be cutting the r ribbon on a new Edward Little High School. And, that's, and that really starts now. We can begin planning and we can uh, start moving forward. I know people have been waiting for a new Edward Little High School for, geez, it seems like 30 years. And we're finally, uh, we finally are getting uh, state approval to get some state funding so that we can do it in a way that won't be a huge hit to local property taxpayers. Last question for you or last tie up for you. No, no corporate welfare. I know you had to, uh, you were actually on an island there for, uh, for one vote. You were actually earlier when you said you vote, you know both sides of the aisle and sometimes you have to vote by yourself there was one bill that you did have to vote by yourself on and there was an ad about it uh, there was actually a mailer about it let's talk a little bit about that and clear that up yeah well absolutely you know it's 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 interesting this is one of the areas where i really have staked out my independence from from both parties you know i think that we we often people say they want more bipartisanship and unfortunately we sometimes we get bipartisanship on all the wrong things you know there was a bill to create a 50 million dollar corporate loan program with taxpayer money to big out-of-state companies. Uh, you know, 
and under the guise of this is how we create jobs. Well, we're all for creating jobs, but there's two ways we can do it. We can go the path of corporate welfare, taking money from the taxpayers and giving it to private interests, or we can go the path of free markets, trying to lower the tax burden for everyone to uh, to make it make Maine an easier job environment to, to to create economic opportunity. You know that's the path I support. But unfortunately, in Augusta, too often we we see the easy route of well, let's just take money from the taxpayers, let's shift it and let's give it to uh, let's have government pick the winners and losers and 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 give it to you know pr private companies and pri private interests. And I don't think that's the way to do it. And I think that's that's been a big contrast between me and my opponent. You know, she's been very. Uh, uh, she's been very vocal that, that she supports corporate welfare programs like these, and I, I just don't think that's the way it should be done. I want to create a fair, even level playing field for everyone. We are talking with Senator Eric Brakey. He's running for re-election for state Senate. Eric, always good to see you. Good luck in November, and uh, if you win, we'll uh, see you back here after that. It's great to be back, Matt. Good. Good to see you. Two times in a week. Craziness. Maine's Big C. More music, better variety.